Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. Tonight's poetry segment with the guy that wrote all those famous nursery rhymes had to be canceled because Humpty Dumpty got even and whacked the guy. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast. And I am your host, Brian Levine, coming to you on Tuesday night, April 5th. And the weather outside is wonderful. Uh, But on uh, tonight's show, hey, uh, we're deviating from the normal, uh, breaking the pattern. My guest is... Tom Provost, and Tom's going to join us for Pipe Parts, and then the interview segment, and uh, so he'll be with us for a while. This interview is 100% pre-recorded because of timing issues, and the fact that I'm getting on an airplane early tomorrow morning, heading out west, uh, so a lot of uh, a lot of scheduling things, so the interview is 100% pre-recorded. It went long, so we're going to deviate a little bit. Yeah, sorry, no mailbag tonight, and uh, just a little bit of music, and then a rant at the end of it. But the message that uh, Tom has is in response uh, primarily to a letter that he posted in the forums, and we're going to talk about YouTube, and uh, Tom's YouTube name is The Diabetic Man, so that ties in perfectly with what we're kicking off tonight. All right, so in regards to the JDRF auctions, and remember last year you guys helped us raise over $3,000 for JDRF for finding a cure, finding new treatments and all that for type 1 diabetics like my daughter and like Tom. Uh, In the link uh, in the show page on pipesmagazine.com is a direct link to my daughter's walk team page. If you can spare five bucks or ten bucks, whatever it might be, go there and do a direct link. The auctions are coming up in about a week or so. I've got to coordinate that with Steve Fallon. Uh, i got to be honest with you, been a little slow on my part and a little slow on uh, some of our uh, sponsors uh, getting stuff into us. So we got a lot of good stuff coming up, and uh, Steve will hopefully have them on his website minute they do i'll post it all over my facebook page the pipes magazine radio shows facebook page and we'll put it in the forums too so a lot coming up uh the jdrf auctions will run all the way through the first week of may uh speaking of may for those of you uh hey swing by and see me at the sutliff and mcbarron tables at the at the uh world famous Chicagoland Pipe and uh, Tobacchiana Collectors Show. That's April 30th and May 1st. And speaking of that, look on my Facebook page and you'll see where on that Thursday we've announced a pretty much day-long tobacco blending seminar or home blending 101. It's a good introduction for you to learn how and what makes a blend. And then we're actually going to spend about uh, four hours under the guidance of yours truly, uh, myself, and uh, Per Jensen from McBaron, uh, tweaking and creating some blends that you can make at home. So we'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. 
Uh, any questions, email me, brian at pipesmagazine.com. All right, so again, a little break from format. Uh, in just a minute, we'll have Tom Provost on the phone and do uh, pipe parts with him and then roll right through into his interview. So everybody sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you to the Sutliff Tobacco Company, and here we go. Italians have always been known for their aesthetic passion. It's their birthright, their legacy. And just like Savinelli, it continues to grow and evolve. It is ever-changing. Milan, 1876. Achilles Savinelli set out to change the way the world viewed smoking pipes, opening one of the world's first specialist tobacco shops. From one small storefront to a factory that delivered handmade pipes all over the world, the legacy he forged became one filled with success and prestige. Achilles' dream is carried on today by his family, who continues the Savinelli legacy. Each year, Savinelli debuts a series of new, forward-thinking designs, comprised of quality-crafted pipes shaped from some of the best briar in the world. Behind every beautiful object, there's a story. Start your own chapter. Visit your local tobacconist or premium online dealer today. Welcome back to the Pipes Magazine radio show, and as I said, we're doing a special edition again, so joining us for Pipe Parts and then staying on the phone the entire time is uh, Tom Provost, and Tom is a uh, self-admitted YouTube pipe presenter, so I thought, you know what, Tom, Uh, you know, the... the pipe collecting and pipe smoking community seems to be uh, somewhat fractured. Uh, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in it's, it's the fact that there are pipe smokers that are forum members, but then don't go on to Facebook. Then there's pipe smokers that are on Facebook and in some of the Facebook groups, but don't go on to YouTube. And then there's YouTube pipe smokers that are part of the uh, YouTube pipe community, which really isn't a special button out there. But, uh, so just tell us, you know, I mean, you've been on YouTube for how long now? Uh, I've been on YouTube for going on three years. I was what we refer to as a lurker prior to that, just watching videos and not posting and not coming up with my own original content. And then... After a bit of watching, I figured um, I'd give it a shot. And is I mean, how does how does one if I'm going to go onto YouTube, how does one find the the YouTube pipe community? Um, I found it through, I guess you would say, some of the staples of the community. Um, I saw uh, the smoking Dagners at the time, um, holy pipe smoking Padre. Uh, Dublin the Dam, Old Pipe Pops, Matches 860. And um, Dublin is no longer posting. Old Pipe Pops, uh, rest in peace. He passed away a couple years ago. But that's how I found it, was just struggling with some aspects of pipe smoking and pipe smoking enjoyment and uh, just searching videos on it. Now I, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that the YouTube pipe community is like anything else. Like when you when you look at tobacco reviews or stuff like that, you need to find some. Uh, you need to find a, a YouTube presenter that appeals to you, or you you know you understand or kind of click with. Uh, 
that you click with, uh, find intellectually stimulating, entertaining, because uh, sometimes the videos aren't intellectually stimulating, but they still might be entertaining. Um, and just something that you are gathering for yourself, something that you did not have prior. And I was also, during the time where I was a lurker on YouTube, perusing all the forums, um, specifically the Pipes Magazine radio forum. Check it out right now, pipesmagazine.com. But um, I, I found that I liked the voice and the face recognition uh, form of communication where I was learning uh, the hobby of smoking a pipe. I, I've found in uh, poking around on YouTube that sometimes it, it, it seems like you, you just head down the rabbit hole further and further and the next thing you know, two hours has gone by and you've watched you know, 15 or 20 videos and you haven't moved after a while. Hold on, let me relight my pipe. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, one of the things that is dangerous about YouTube is that fact, especially if you watch fail videos. Um, but yeah, you could sit and watch and watch and watch, and before you know it, it's, it's very late. Or um, since I'm no longer working there, I was working at a government subsidized, uh, within a government subsidized program. So I had three monitors up. Two of them I did work on, one I watched YouTube. And yes, I would go in in the morning and then, without even knowing it, be ready to leave for the end of the day because the YouTube channels kept me company most of those days. Now, you did do all your taxpayer-funded job during that time, right? Just to put everyone at ease, I worked at 184% production standard with a 98% quality. And that 2% was when you had to go to the bathroom? Or when I was laughing at someone trying to do something uh, in a pipe video. <laughs> All right, so I go on to so going back to YouTube. I go on there and I just search pipe smoking or pipes or pipe tobacco if I want to start my trip down the uh, down the rabbit hole. How to pack a pipe? Any blend you can think of. I believe there's reviews on ranging from two minutes to too long, um, twenty twenty five minutes, and. Uh, that will get you introduced to some of the, I guess, characters in the community. Uh, then there will always, because YouTube likes to do it, have suggested posts uh, on the side of maybe who else and whoever else's content you'd like to check out. Another, I guess, advice would be just to search YTPC. That will get you with people who are not just doing reviews but might be doing something that is community-specific. So do do most presenters use that that uh, YTPC in their titles? When I first started, there was a lot of YTPC, YABO, acronym A through Z. Um, now, and it really happened when Google Plus updated and had a lot of people change from a handle to an actual name. Now a lot of people just post like what they're doing. So talking about Blend X while driving in my car. or um, And that's just the average post. Or you can find through a little uh, other types of searching people who are trying to do some type of entertainment video. Um, it, you had mentioned when we had gotten on the phone, you know, is the pipe community under attack? The smoking pipeliner likes to use 
title that will grab the attention of a viewer or listener, um, anything like that. Because once you get into that loop of the YouTube Pipe Community videos, YouTube will always suggest it. Um, just in the same way when right before the new Star Wars came out, I watched every single Star Wars video I could. I'm still getting suggestions on Star Wars videos <laughs> as uh, from YouTube telling me to check it out. Uh, and for a while there at work, I was watching all of the All in the Family episodes. Every time I go onto YouTube, it wants to suggest another one for me. And I'm like, no, I've seen them all. Thank you. Uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, like on the like on the forums, will you find on YouTube some pipe presenters where you look at it and go, God, that guy's an idiot, or that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard? Yes. Um, <laughs> unapologetically, yes. Uh, you can even go back and do some of my videos and probably uh, think the same thing. It it happens within the realm of any community, any people group. We have uh, those that we can look up to and learn from and those that we say, no, that's that's a cousin, uh, a distant cousin twice removed uh, mother's side. And you try to come up with as many uh, avenues of separation as possible. But all in all, um, you can find a lot of good, in, uh, interesting, and entertaining bids. And just like on the forums, you can find some really good and entertaining stuff. And occasionally on this show, you'll find a good entertaining episode or two. Um, but anyway, I've listened to at least once myself. And you, and you still agreed to come on, so you're not real smart. Uh, to find your videos, I guess we can go on to YouTube and search for your name on there, which is the T-H-E-E. Second word is diabetic man, and we're going to get more into that uh, coming up in the normal uh, guest segment. Sounds good. All right, stay with us. We'll be back with Tom in just a minute. This is Internet Radio. Do you need a reliable source for ordering pipes and tobacco? Do you find it difficult to get your favorite blends outside of the U.S.? Fournoggins.com stocks all of your favorite pipes and tobaccos and ships all over the world. All forms of payment are accepted and orders are processed the same day. There are no worries when ordering from Fournoggins.com. Fournoggins.com is your source for all of your pipes and tobacco needs. We ship in the U.S. and international with no worries. Fournoggins.com for all of your pipes and tobacco needs. This is Phil Morgan, General Manager of Missouri Meerschaum Corncob Pipes in Washington, Missouri. Our mission since 1869 has been to produce great smoking pipes that anyone can afford. We guarantee our pipes won't be your most expensive, but they just might be the ones you smoke the most. At Missouri Meerschaum Company, we don't just sell our corncob pipes. We grow them, make them, and smoke them. Missouri Meerschaum, Washington, Missouri, since 1869. <laughs> Welcome back to the Pipes Magazine radio show, and now on to our normally scheduled uh, segment with uh, the diabetic man, Tom Provost. So, Tom, tell us, how did you get started smoking a pipe? Through the greatest mistake of my life there, Brian. Well, no, uh, we're not talking about marriage. A, oh, we are talking about a lady. Um, oh. I was with a woman at the time who, when she was going for a walk, uh, loved the smell of our neighbor. And our neighbor was an old gent who would walk his dog while smoking a pipe. And um, she asked me to go to the store and grab 
a pipe and some blend, some blends, and I got a corn cob, and uh, I don't remember. It was probably half and half or Middleton cherry. It was something that was carried at Walgreens. And I loved it pretty quickly. Uh, then she decided to become one of those anti-smoke fanatics. And no, I'm no longer with her. Uh, <laughs> so that cut it down. That was about five years ago. But I was uh, I cut back smoking while I was with her, obviously, and picked it up again after we were no longer together. And I would say it was about three and a half, uh, four years ago. I went from kind of smoking a pipe every so often to becoming a very regular daily smoker. Uh, my first briar was one of my dad's pipes, a Yorktown. And um, as I mentioned in that letter, uh, I was introduced to Yulee's through the uh, YouTube pipe community. And my first briar that I bought myself was a Oompal, uh, made in England with an X on it, just a basket pipe, not one of the you know, the ones that Darton X uh, or Dunhill X'd out the Charitans, not one of those. Um, and my first Yulee's blend was Big Dipper. And thankfully, uh, the owner there helped help me uh, improve my craft. And I went from a sometimes smoker to a daily smoker to a fanatic. So now let me uh, let me back up because in the in the beginning of this show I pissed off the YouTube community by saying I didn't want to be another one of those guys on YouTube just posting from his pickup truck, uh, and then a while back I pissed off the aromatic smokers and said that you know something bad about aromatics probably. Uh, so did you uh, make the transition from aromatics to real tobacco? Oh, Brian, I think we're about to open a can of worms. <laughs> my favorite tobacco, my favorite tobacco is Royal Yacht, which when customers come in and ask me if it's aromatic, I say yes. But I see people vehemently stating that it's not an aromatic. It, it definitely has an aroma to it, and uh, you and Steve Fallon are the two that are keeping it going. It is. I, I, I would smoke that all day all night but generally speaking i do like the non-aromatics um uh, the the virginia flake variety the most with uh, a nice vapor going probably in second place uh and and now because we're gonna start to uh piss off everybody uh have you moved from uh factory pipes and basket pipes and stuff like that to handmaids i have some handmaids but my favorite are still probably my favorite pipes in my collection are still factory made pipes. My favorites, um, I love, uh, and you had Bill Feuerbach on recently. Yeah. I love that they got rid of those stupid stingers in the K Woodies. <laughs> I I have a K Woody vest pipe from the 1920s, and it has the stupid stinger in it, and I just keep it on my shelf. I don't even smoke it. It's such a beautiful looking pipe, and I hate the stinger. But um, my biggest assortment of pipes are new K Woodies with the push stems. And just for clearance or for clarification, I want to state right now that as long as you smoke a pipe and you smoke real any kind of tobacco in it, you're a friend of mine, and I, as long as it makes you happy, it's perfect for you. 
I will agree with that wholeheartedly. Because life's too short, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, about how many pipes are in your collection now? I have a, I have 108 personally. Um, I have, and yes, I counted recently because it falls at the wayside, especially since I started working at a shop. Um, <laughs> the, the temptation is always present. Uh, and one of my coworkers one day just said, how many do you have? And I said, about 75. And I realized I was now in the over 100 club. <laughs> uh, and do you get a chance to smoke them all, or do you find that you're grabbing for your favorites more often and some just kind of hang out and look at you? I definitely have favorites. I try to rotate. So I have about four or five pipes that I bring to work with me every week. But my pipe case carries seven pipes. So I am constantly rotating in a new pipe, or not a new pipe, but a, an old friend. I'm constantly putting an old friend in my case with the purpose to smoke it. Have you, uh, have, I, this has happened to me where I've had, I've had a pipe that I haven't smoked for a while and I just force myself to pick it up and, and give it a shot and then I'm like super impressed with how it smokes and it tends to go back to the front of the rack. Peterson ADS, uh, Peterson ADS, my mother gave it to me as a gift, and I would purposefully only bring it to her house to smoke it because it smoked horribly, <laughs> and, but I didn't want her to think I didn't appreciate the gift. Brought it over there one day, stuck in some university flake, and it smoked beautifully, and I thought I was just making it up, and it has now made it into my rotation because it must have just needed the two years to sit there being smoked only every so often um, because it has now made it into my regular rotation. Or could it have been that you've learned some new packing technique or your, uh, or something's changed with you that all of a sudden it clicked? That could very well be it too. Um, <laughs> I definitely, I definitely now am at the place where I'm not setting down a pipe every bowl because it's getting so hot or uh, I definitely would like to go back to a couple of opportunities that I had before when I didn't like Latakia and hold on to those opportunities rather than just turning them down due to where I was at at the pipe smoking hobby at the time. <laughs> yeah. It, Example it, being. Uh, no, it's always good to go back to basics and or go back again and try stuff over again and see what happens. Yeah. All right, let's get into this. You sent me a preview of a letter that you posted on Pipes Magazine, and I'm assuming it also might have floated out into the YouTube pipe community, but now I know how to find stuff. Um, <laughs> and and I thought it was kind of interesting, so let, I'm going to read through it, and as we read through it, we'll talk about parts of it. Are you ready? Absolutely. I'm ready. Okay, so Tom wrote... I am part of the YouTube pipe community, proudly and unashamedly. No, that is not a misprint. I am proudly and by my own free will a member of the YTPC. Maybe the village people should have done a song about the YTPC. Uh, uh, the T is really hard. Yeah. It's really hard to do with the arms. Well, you could get somebody and stand them on their head sideways. Uh, anyway, uh, going on... 
It says, I know some might be assuming I am therefore an unshowered, bearded idiot who loves awful tobacco and does not mind smoking expensive pipes that look like trash cans as long as I'm on the camera for 20 plus minutes rambling about nothing to do with pipes. Okay, you got me hooked right there. <laughs> um, I don't think we need to go into detail of that because, uh, you know, again, awful tobacco is in... is is uh, in the mind of the beholder and uh, pipes that look like trash cans. Hey, look, if you know, whatever, um, if they like it, they like it. Uh, you go on to write, well, I have a beard. I have been called an idiot many times. I love Royal Yacht. Uh, tobacco many have told me is awful and I have overpaid for some ugly pipes, but I am not defined fully by any of the above. My wife has told me I am not always an idiot. Is that true? It's true. She's even come to my defense before. Well, putting for, herself in the position of yeah. So for two reasons, I like your wife. We'll get to the second one later. Um, yes, part All of right. the YTPC may be exactly what you presuppose, but the YTPC is not defined by a small portion of its members. In the same way, we did not junk our magnificent hobby because Borkham Riff gave us tongue bite. A couple of poor videos should not and does not even allow one to logically shape an opinion of the entire community. And that is a key line that I like in that one person does not shape the entire community. Uh, unfortunately, sometimes I think when people go on to YouTube and they catch one or two people or even if you know even for that fact and and you recently went to your first pipe show um if you walked into a pipe show and saw the people the first time you might get turned off by some of the appearances um yeah i had not seen that many fishing vests in my entire life uh, even in my trips to gander mountain <laughs> um i didn't know that people <laughs> wore them out hey it comes in handy. I get it. I lose tampers all the time. Um, yeah, I wrote that there, uh, and this is also, this this whole letter as a whole is just uh, to not allow others outside of the YouTube pipe community, to, to not allow us to judge each other based off of a couple of small uh, pictures or videos you might see, just in the same way as I wouldn't want anyone from the YouTube pipe community to go to a show run into someone who is less than pleasant and then say, well, all the show people are jerks. Yeah, and that... Because um, our, the pipe and the tobacco brought us together for some reason. There's something going on in our mind that clicks and says, would uh, tobacco, this makes sense. So we already have some place of agreement that we can build off on. And to go on further, you say, uh, you wrote, uh, to be sure when I say I am unashamed or proud, that does not mean that I'm proud of every nanosecond the YTPC has recorded. Yes, there are some videos that I would like to distance myself from. Heck, I'm not even proud of all my videos. I decided not to take down any of my videos despite the sheer ignorance or change of opinion presented in some. Uh, the simple term, YouTube pipe community may have one believe that the community is defined fully by the content of the video, but that is too simple. 
An organic mass of individuals is not defined by certain displays or practices. A love of words and writing is not what unites the people who are part of the forums and the communities therein. Any group of individuals are defined by their creed. And for the YTPC, as well as forum folks, a love for pipes and tobacco would be our number one defining factor. This love, what defines the YTPC, is what drew me in and why I am a member. Simply stated, I am proud and unashamed of the YouTube pipe community because of the knowledge obtained, tobacco smoke, the friendships gained, and the joy being a member has brought into my life. Uh, what I think is interesting from my standpoint, and possibly one of the reasons why this, this show is successful... Uh, is because people the people have preferences for ways they for ways they gain information. Uh, some people like to sit and read. Some people like to sit and watch a, and watch TV. Or some people like to listen. And you know the YouTube pipe community has its spot as a place where you can sit and be on and see the face of the person talking to you and watch their actions. Uh, without having to read a long, you know, a long written diatribe. Um, from my standpoint, one of the reasons why I've loved doing this show is if I had to write what the information down that has been given out over the three plus years of this show, Spellcheck would have committed suicide, the grammar police would have <laughs> arrested me, and I would have been crowned king idiot of dumpster land uh, because I can't write. It's just, it's a painful long process for me to actually write a single paragraph. Uh, the other thing that, that this reminds me of is that, you know, there's just not a lot of pipe smokers out there. And a lot of us don't know pipe smokers in our own community. So here's a way for you to find your own preference of information channel and a way for you to communicate. Well, you said sit and read the forums, sit and read a book, sit and watch a YouTube video. Sitting also unites with the pipe people because the pipe allows you to slow down, stop, ponder, and all the other things that a pipe brings to you. Well, what's great is that you can sit, enjoy, and then because of the Internet with the forums, Reddit, Facebook, etc., you can, as you just stated, meet other pipe smokers. Um, this hobby opens up, uh, this extension of the hobby, the YouTube pipe community, opens up a door where you're not just getting advice, uh, you're not just reading advice, but you're actually looking at somebody, and you are able to then say, you know what, I'm going to keep their advice, but I'm not going to email them. Or, I'm going to email this person and see what's going on. Um, my first introduction to a pipe show uh, came about because somebody emailed me. They said, I heard you say you're from Milwaukee, I'm from Madison, I was watching your videos, and I want to know if you want to get together. And then we got together, and then we ended up going to a pipe show together. Yeah, or in the case of this show, I listen to a lot of my podcasts while I'm out taking my uh, hopefully daily walk. But we're going to take a break right here. When we come back, we'll finish this up, and then we'll talk about the diabetic man. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute.
Meet Aaron, one of the most important people at SmokingPipes.com. In our shipping department, he's one of the cogs in the highly efficient wheel, if you will, that's responsible for making sure your order goes out right every time. Ain't that right, Aaron? I don't know all about that cog in the wheel stuff, but I do know at SmokingPipes.com, I take my work very seriously. Pulling tents of tobacco, weighing bulk tobacco, triple checking orders, and getting them out the door. Since it's so easy to order from SmokingPipes.com, you're keeping Aaron pretty darn busy. Look at him go, go, go. <laughs> In fact, it's been a challenge to get him to stop long enough to say hello. But Aaron doesn't mind. He loves his job at SmokingPipes.com. Why is that, Aaron? Because I don't just ship pipes. I smoke them. Gotta run. <laughs> just log on to SmokingPipes.com or call us at 1-888-366-0345. We are quality. We are experts. We are SmokingPipes.com. We are back still visiting with Tom, and we've decided that Toby Keith is an asshole. Uh, but to start off with, <laughs> you quote C.S. Lewis, and a, and C.S. Lewis wrote, A pipe gives a wise man time to think, and a fool something to stick in his mouth. Or as Shakespeare said, it is better to be thought a fool than open one's mouth and remove all doubt. Um uh, but then you say, I've read this quote numerous times and pondered, am I the wise man or should I use the stem as a blockade to my own stupidity? I see two simple truisms in the quote. We all believe we are the wise man and those we disagree with should keep the pipe clenched tightly. That's brilliant. Enough said. Um, two, when it comes to our pipe knowledge, we started off with something stuck in our mouth. We were as ignorant as our pipes were hot. The hobby of pipe smoking can be arduous if we do not have training and time to practice. Thankfully, many of us have buddies, local shops, or access to a forum. For me, I searched and found the YTPC. I, I, now I got the village people stuck in my head. Uh, but to... YTPC, it's fun to smoke with, though. <laughs> uh, to be sure, I had to dispose of as much of the information as I was give as the as much of the information I was given as I kept. But the YTPC gave me the tools I needed not only to learn the basics but to keep digging. The YTPC even encourages members to search out local shops, and thankfully, it turned out that I was ten minutes away from a marvelous pipe shop. I learned from the people at my local shop, even read through many forums, but the hours and hours I spent on YouTube built the strong foundation I'm building on. My experience taught me no matter if it is a person in a shop, a forum, a phone call, or a video, we pipe smokers love our hobby. We are all wrong often. We love to think, our, we love to think ourselves wise. The avenues for dispensing knowledge may be different, but whether in a shop or in a living room, obtaining the knowledge is key. And truly, is there a better way to wax not so eloquent than with a pipe full of tobacco and in the midst of our fellow smokers? All right, let me ask you this. Your personal pipe smoking style, uh, I'm just going to assume that it's a combination of tips and tricks that you've learned from multiple people. Yeah, multiple people. Um, the packing method was one that I saw on YouTube and then was affirmed at the local shop. Uh, the 
way to clean a pipe was actually uh, given to me through YouTube videos and then reaffirmed in books. And then we have um, MKE Law Pipes, Dave Neeb. He yep. invited me over to his house once and invited or showed me how to clean a pipe. So uh, it's a, it ends up becoming an amalgamation of uh, practices I learned from different different people within the hobby. Uh, a forum, YouTube, or anything can't teach you, though, is cadence. That's, that has been the hardest, or that was the hardest um, thing to figure out, especially if you're going from a dry ribbon to, you know, a Samuel Gawith flake. There's a total, there's a completely different cadence you have to keep in order to let that bowl smolder at the temperature it's supposed to to give you the flavor. Going forward, many pipe smokers would be better described as tobacco lovers. We need a pipe by default. I would easily fit that mold, and there too I need to thank many YTPC. When I started smoking, I had no idea there would be thousands of blends that I'd never smoke, even if I smoked thousands of blends. My local shop had 24 in-house blends and a limited selection on overpriced tins. Thank the governor for the prices. Yeah, you guys in Wisconsin got hosed. Um, oh man, 71% through the door. Then I saw hours and hours of reviews and suggestions. With my curiosity peaked, I made my first of many web orders. The beauty of the YTPC does not end with reviews and suggestions, though. Through the YTPC, I was introduced to a Yabo. You know, I had to ask Jason Dagner what a Yabo was. Uh, yeah. I didn't know. I thought it was something... A Jedi said. Um, well, then there's a guy down south who's like, it's a Yabo. So I didn't know how to pronounce it either because is it a Yabo or a Yabo? Um, yeah, tomato, tomato. Uh, we'll get into that in a little bit too. Um, I do not know the, ed the etymology of this term or even what it officially stands for, but I'm well aware of the concept. A Yabo is when a member generously sends a box filled with goodies to your house. The generosity is overwhelming and has brought many to tears with kindness shown from a fellow member. I will not confirm or deny if I'm one who has cried. Uh, we'll just sit here and wait and ask you, are you one that has cried? There is a chance uh, that I may have shed one or two. Uh, may. Okay. May have shed one or two. Uh, this has become a tradition of our community, and if you search if you were to search YTPC space Y-A-B-O, that must be the next verse to the song, Y-A-B-O. Um, I am pretty sure you could watch endless videos for a solid year. The generosity of my fellow YTPC members introduced me to hype blends, house blends, and my first love, Royal Yacht. Many of our elected officials love to demonize tobacco, but the generosity displayed through a simple package with tobacco in it has been a magnificent image of the goodness humanity is capable of. So it, so the Yabo thing is kind of like what I used to do at pipe shows, which is, uh, you know, as you're kind of wandering around the rooms at night or you walk up to a table full of people, there's an open tin there and you kind of get, you get exposure to different stuff and people send you what they think you're going to like. Is that kind of the yeah. idea? Um, yeah, and when I first joined... I think it was very clear that I was a newer smoker. So you had some of the 
veterans in older garb throwing just different blends and samples at you. Uh, you know, maybe trying to help you learn from their mistake where you bulk up a cart full of a whole bunch of stuff that you're not even going to like. So you might as well be able to try it first. And also just uh, now someone posts a video on having a rough day, going through a rough patch. Uh, it's really nice to see if you follow that person's channel for a while, all of a sudden they'll start getting packages uh, in the mail. People just saying, hey, sorry, you're going through a rough patch. Hope this cheers you up. And then uh, we do have our Christmas uh, exchange. Every year there's a YouTube Pipe Community Christmas exchange, Secret Santa. And um, so there's a lot of Yavo videos then, too, where you're just exchanging gifts uh, throughout the world. I, I had Lars Hermans in Germany last year. So I got to send a bunch of tobacco and cigars and candy to Germany. Has there been, and this is the cynical bastard in me, um, but I'm, it's in there, so i got to use it. Uh, has there been people that have, uh, you know, have faked the system and, uh, and just kind of jumped into the community to get, get a bunch of free shit? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It happens. Uh, when you find a bunch of people who are generous, it seems like there is the cynical bastard that expresses itself, not just... You know, you have the, you have the cynicism, but then there's the people who decide to act upon that. And uh, we've seen quite a few people in the community who have taken advantage of gifts, or they, even in the gift exchange, you know, they received their gift but didn't send theirs out. Yeah. So I think I think you get that in all types of communities, um, unfortunately. But I think the the good that has come from the yaibao has been. <laughs> significantly better than the bad that has come from it. I still think we need to do the song. Um, anyway, well, let's go on because we've got a lot more to get through. But uh, let's see. Besides the generosity of the YTPC, friendship has been the greatest surprise. The thought of being in front of camera was not too weird for me. In high school, college, and beyond, I enjoyed acting, goofing around, and just chatting. No, really, I'm surprised. Um <laughs> The thought of making friends, let me clarify, amazing, caring, lifelong friends, that was a shock. I've traveled to shows, shops, homes, and campouts to simply hang out and smoke with people I only knew from a video. As a matter of fact, my then-girlfriend warily said, you're telling me you're going to travel across country to go camping in the woods with a bunch of people you met on the internet? <laughs> um... Yeah, didn't your mother tell she, you? She texted me. <laughs> she texted me over and over on the trip. Where are you right now? Are you okay? <laughs> Please let me know when you get to the next wave. Can you call me? <laughs> and I was like, honey, I'm going with some guys who are like in their 50s and 60s. I think if they try anything, I could take them. <laughs> and, they, and they've all got beards on. Um, but that's because. Don't they, worry, they haven't showered. Yeah, and they all live in white panel vans at campsites and have puppies um <laughs> anyway no wait they're all french supermodels because i saw it on the internet once um <laughs> now that we've done now that we're done bashing those people um yeah the french supermodels that is uh the ytpc has shown me something i've always look for and love to see broken barriers from what i can see on tv or facebook People of different creeds, political views, races, and cultures are not supposed to instantly bond. 
The pipe and camera seems to bond instantly. For all the making fun of I see of the YTPC, our ability to disregard the differences is why we are the ones laughing often with our fellow brothers and sisters of the Briar. I will make one comment and then we'll continue on real quickly in that I have seen the YouTube community people meet for the first time in person at pipe shows and it's literally like they're not meeting for the first time. It's like they know each other so well and it's just the first time that they haven't been inside of a little 17-inch diagonal box and they get to see them yeah. you know, from uh, from head to toe. Um, and it's... It, it is fun to watch. It's fun to watch people get to actually, it's fun to experience it too, but it's fun to watch this because you would think, oh, well, how long have you guys gone back? You guys know each other from high school, do you know? And it's the, just that they're meeting someone or they're just encountering someone face-to-face for the first time. It is truly a joy to watch and experience. And then you sum this letter up with, when my wife and I went to our first pipe show together, okay, that's three reasons I like your wife already. Um, no matter what anyone tells you, even if it is in direct opposition to what I've told you, it is true. They are right. That's part of the beauty of our hobby. The pipe smoking hobby brings out many characters, pipe lawyers, bikers, rednecks, businessmen, and stay-at-home parents. The common grace of the leaf is that the joy it provides fills all who properly partake. Since tobacco does not discriminate, neither should we. Whether we are on a forum, a video, or simply read, watch, whatever we can, we pipe smokers need to respect and enjoy each other. Prior to mocking a fellow smoker, oops, I should have read that part first. Um, Let's be honest, we all have guilty pleasure tobaccos and own at least one ugly pipe. <laughs> we should see they too deserve to learn and enjoy. If we do not understand that, our hobby very well could die. If the YTPC is not something you find interesting, that's all good. Just be sure to say hello and take an opportunity to teach if the situation arises. We go to shows too. Remember, next time you want to laugh at a YouTube pipe presenter, you may not be the wise man and should probably clench down that pipe. I'm probably an unashamed. Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I'm proudly and unashamedly a YouTube pipe presenter, and thus the reason. Well, uh, one of the two reasons I had you on the show is that last sentence. That that last paragraph just says it perfectly. Again, if you're a pipe smoker, and you enjoy a pipe, and you enjoy pipe tobacco, you're a friend of mine. Just don't send me a yabo with a poodle poop in it or something like that. <laughs> I think uh, we chatted before the interview, and I think that you and I have, you know, obviously different avenues, different lives, but we have a similar similar view of our pipe smokers. We just want them to get along. When you go to a show, um, it's empirically verifiable, our, our cliques and our groups that we hang out in. You can see the YouTube people hanging out and the forum people hanging out, and, and Look, I understand that this might be an opportunity to hang out with people that you rarely see or this might be your first time seeing, but it is also a great opportunity to get together with people you've never met and enjoy in that, in that hobby. Um, and I was hoping that this letter would work as some type of bridge, not to invite people to make YouTube videos and not even to invite people 
whom are making videos to go on all the forums, even though all forum people are welcome to make videos, and I'm sure all YouTube people are welcome to go on to forums. Um, but to get us all to recognize that we are, we are brought together by the pipe and the leaf, um, that we are automatically, uh, we, we automatically have something in common. And, you know, as far as tobacco goes, none of us are big fish in little ponds. We're paramecium in a fishbowl that sank to the bottom of the ocean. So we really do need to stick together, um, especially with the FDA and everything else that comes up against us. And if we have that type of attitude, who knows, we might end up making friends with people we never would have expected becoming friends with. You know, in the, in the grand scheme of things, I've said this before, uh, when you look at federal legislation and the, the assault on tobacco, uh, when an elephant is illegally killed in Africa, nobody cries for the flea that was on the back of the elephant that got squashed as the elephant went down, and we are literally the flea on the back mm -hmm. of big tobacco. Uh, the other thing I've Can said... Can I hit that for a second? <laughs> yeah. Can I talk to that for one second? Sure. So, I work at Uli's. Um, the owner of Uli's is on the board of NATO, the National, the National Association of Tobacco Outlets. And right now, we are in this awkward position of silence. Yes. The laws that the FDA, uh, the deeming regulations that the FDA handed out, were uh, presented to the Budgetary Committee in January, and we've had silence because the Budgetary Committee doesn't know what to do with it. Uh, they're looking at numbers of possible job losses and the impact it'll have on trading, and they're just silent on it. So this is this is a time where we can really try to uh, get together and come up with some type of plan, because with how long the Budgetary Committee has been silent and putting these regulations on hold, the FDA may, per their own law, have to go back and rewrite things which also I can just do a shameless plug right here, uh, be on the lookout on my channel because Jeff Steinbach, who's still a board member of NATO, will be doing an interview um, the moment uh, the FDA deeming regulations have any type of update. And quietly we've heard rumors recently that the uh, Obama administration has asked to hold off on those regulations because they affect premium cigars, which affects the new negotiations with Cuba. So mm -hmm. the guillotine is dangling even longer. <laughs> um, yeah, because we were supposed to hear about it back in January, and we're just we're just all waiting with bated breath because uh, even though tobacco is quote you know the big evil elephant to them. Um, green <laughs> money is more important than uh than taking down that big elephant yeah and then the other thing that i want to comment on before we start on the, the uh on the the one of the three reasons why i love your wife already um <laughs> i've regularly said that you know it, when you get confronted with a pipe smoker who says that if you're not smoking Dunhill pipes and you're not smoking 10-year vintage tobacco, then you don't know what you're doing or this is the only way to smoke. No, that is the proper, that's the way you enjoy to smoke. And just because it's right for you doesn't mean it's right for me. 
Um, the best blend in the world is not the one that you like. The best blend in the world is the one that I enjoy the most. And it's going to be completely different. So it's all a, all a matter of uh, how you word things. Uh, but going forward... Apparently Jack Uly, uh Jack Uly at Uly's, the original right. owner, sold um, the cheapest tobacco on the market at the time, which is expletive hair tobacco. <laughs> I can't say it on the air. Um, and at one point when Jeff and Ed Jurakiewicz were laughing at a person for buying it because they had just purchased a $750 Dunhill pipe, Jack yelled at both of them and said, you never laugh at a man who has found his tobacco. If all of us could be that lucky, the world would be a better place. How, how much I agree with that is uh, impossible to say. Uh, but let, let's talk about, the, uh, talk about the name of your YouTube handle, The Diabetic Man. And first, let me say that is the primary reason why I love your wife, because she married somebody who has been uh, dealing with type 1 diabetes since you were how old? Uh, I was four, almost five. So I've had it for about 26 years. So if I do the math, that puts you right at about uh, 30. Um so you really don't, you, do you remember not having to test your blood sugar and, and dose insulin and all that stuff? Not at all. I still remember what it was like um, being sick and not knowing what it was. I still have memories of being sick to my stomach, being very dizzy, um, and vomiting. But that was, I mean, those are still fuzzy memories. I was just a little tight. But no, I don't remember at all what it's like to look at a piece of cake and know I can just eat that without having to take a shot. So, you know, we're doing the JDRF auctions right now to find a cure for type 1 diabetes. Um, I mean, when you, were, when you were first diagnosed, the treatment and plans were completely different than they are now. So I'm guessing it was still finger pricks to test your blood sugar uh, what, five, six times a day or as needed? Um, I can still remember the first machine I had was huge. I would poke my finger, put the blood on, wait two minutes, wipe the blood off, wait two minutes, and only to get like an error message. <laughs> and then we also used dip sticks. So like I would pee on a stick, and that was the way you verified if your blood sugar machine was working correctly. Um, it wasn't until I was about 12, 13 years old that we started getting machines that were more accurate and it took less than a minute for them to, uh, to register your blood sugar. And then one of the reasons why we were talking, uh, and have been chatting on Facebook is I recently got the continual glucose monitor, which it means once a week I inject a uh, chip into my into my stomach. I got enough room there, right? <laughs> and it tells me my blood sugar throughout the day. Right now, um, right now my blood sugar is 118. Okay. Uh, previously, if you had asked me what my blood sugar was, I would have needed to go and test it and uh, wait, you know, a couple seconds, wipe the blood off, and then to, then I'd be able to tell you. Now, uh, I wake up and I still test. I still use my... Uh, poker machine. I still use that four or five times a day just to make sure that the 
continual glucose monitor is calibrated correctly. But this has been the greatest thing to happen, yeah, literally in my life uh, on, on this type of level, the ability to tell what my blood sugars are at what time. And do you, you're still doing, uh, are you doing insulin shots or do you have a pump as well? Uh, I do the shots. I never liked the idea of a cord hanging, so I never got the, uh, never got the pump. But I, so I'm taking out a syringe every, every time I eat, um, before I go to bed. And then as we were also talking earlier, um, if I get sick, I end up doing, I usually end up doing a couple more shots than usual because, uh, many people, if they get sick, they just feel like garbage because they're sick. For diabetics, if you get sick, your body is reacting in such a way that your blood sugar might go up or down for no reason. And so you're fighting not only the illness, but you're fighting the side effects of uh, your blood sugar jumping all over the, all over the place. And the microcosm of side effects would be like if your blood sugar is high, you feel on level with you had a few too many drinks last night. And if your blood sugar is low, you feel very weak. I feel stuttery and get cold sweats. And all of that um, is just a, a day in the life, uh, especially when you're sick. So you definitely take advantage of the good days because... Uh... When you're having a good day, you gotta you gotta do everything you can and and grab a hold of it. Uh, I'm sure you've had times where you've just had to keep testing every 15 minutes or so just to get your blood sugar back down, or you can't get your blood sugar up, so you're testing and uh, downing orange juice or whatever else you can get your hands on. Yeah, uh, just actually coming down with something now. I. Uh... I don't know if sound is radio appropriate. Um, <laughs> I got a little scratchy throat. And uh, I was, with, with, with how I'm feeling right now, my blood sugar has actually been going low. So I woke up six times last night, um, which is a really cool aspect of the continual glucose monitor. It sets an alarm off if your blood sugar drops below uh, 60. And so I was up drinking juice, doing that, and... Um, it's, it's more of a hassle than I realize, and it's because, I mean, I've had this for 26 years, but when I talk to people who are recently diagnosed, we have a, uh, we have a gentleman at, uh, Yulis who was just recently diagnosed with type two, so he's talking to me. And then also last year, one of the YouTube pipe community members, their daughter was diagnosed with diabetes at the age of 16. Now you're definitely reminded of how much of a hassle it is because I get a call from my buddy in Texas and I'm like, well, this, you know, her, her blood sugar reacting this way is probably normal at this point. Uh, if she's in high school, here are some tips that I learned in high school as to how to appropriately check and maintain your diabetes when you're in that type of situation. And it's, it's definitely something I would love to see go away. Um, I mean, the advancements that are taking place, are phenomenal. Again, the continual glucose monitor uh, has opened up my eyes to something I never thought I would see, which is my blood sugar at all times. Um, but, uh, and I'm actually excited to go to the doctor to see what my hemoglobin A1C is, yeah. uh, which is which tells you what your long-term blood sugar has been. Uh, 
so I would love to see it gone. I'm, I'm exceedingly thankful for all that you do, having done this in the past and continuing to do it. And I would love to see forum folks, YouTube folks, and all folks try to donate to this uh, fundraiser because, heck, not only do you get to help out diabetics all around, you could get yourself a sweet pipe or a good age tin. Yeah, or even a uh, a simple uh, five or ten dollar direct donation goes a long way because that that continuous glucose monitor that you're wearing right now is the same one we're getting for my daughter when she comes home from school in May, and the JDRF uh, the JDRF through the monies that they raise helped with the research and development of that exact CGM. So not only are they fighting for a cure, they're fighting. Yeah, they're also looking for ways to improve the life, the the lifestyle, and the life of diabetics all around the world. Yeah, my um, my grandfather actually was 24 when he passed away. Uh, He passed away. He went. uh, He had low blood sugar and passed out behind the wheel at the age of 24. So obviously, I I never met him, Um, but. That is something that is, uh, I know my mother has talked to me about numerous times, just, you know, what what would his life have been like had he been around during those advancements that we have today. And I know that because of these advancements, whether it be, um, you know, I use a different insulin now. I use Novolog and Lantus, and prior to that I was using, uh, oh gosh, Lily Lente and Regular, um, which meant I had to eat at regimented times and a regimented amount. Um, I know that just with the advancements in insulin as well as uh, the blood testing and things like that, I have seen my uh, blood sugar become more consistent and at safer levels. Um, And that's really exciting. Last question for you. Uh, Can you tell if pipe smoking affects your blood sugar at all? I can't. Uh, I guess, I guess, uh, Heavier manic wood? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think it does. I'll tell you, beer drinking does. Um, <laughs> well, there's a whole I'm bunch of carbs. Cat, so I know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but maybe the uh, oh, the desire to sit and read or watch a video affects the blood sugar, but I don't think pipe smoking directly does. No, but if you put the podcast on and listen to it while you take a walk, that'll help your blood sugar too. There we go. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Tom, we'll wrap this up with the fast five final questions. No right answer, no wrong answer. Just whatever comes to your mind. Are you ready? I'm ready. What's your favorite pipe? Uh, Sassini two dot bent billiard that I got at a rummage sale for four dollars. What is your favorite tobacco? Royal Yacht. Oh, good. You're consistent. Uh, what is, what is your favorite drink? Diet Pepsi from the can. When it's time to relax, do you prefer a book, a YouTube video, or a wonderful podcast? No, a, a book, a movie, or music? <laughs> um, actually a book. And the final question, any particularly favorite pipe smoking related memory that we haven't talked about? Um, first time I went down to Nashville, I 
think it was three years ago now. Just, I'm in um, Big Star Cigar, and this man walks by me, and I just know I'm in the presence of greatness, right? I just know I'm in the presence of greatness. And at Chicago show last year, that man was given the Doctorate of Pipes. Oh, you're full of hockey pucky, but... Uh... <laughs> I am full of that. <laughs> the Nashville show was actually is actually my favorite memory, just being able to meet a lot of the people who I still talk to for the first time, traveling across country, and then, of course, getting sunburn in September was also a plus. I live in Wisconsin. We don't experience that. But, yeah, that trip down to Nashville the first year is uh, high up there on the list. The second would be my first time seeing the Chicago Pipe Show when the doors opened up and I looked inside. <laughs> the awe. <laughs> Absolute awe. Did, did you hear that, Bo York and John David Cole? I'm waiting for you. <laughs> uh, to see Tom's videos again, it's the T-H-E-E diabetic man on youtube his letters posted on the pipesmagazine.com forums and there's links to the jdrf page and all that stuff tom thanks for joining us thanks for having me on brian and i'll see you in chicago you'll see me in chicago um, and we'll be actually, back Actually, let me invite everyone yeah let... uh, i want to just invite everyone to come and visit me i will be at the ule's table in chicago um u-h-l-e-s tobacco shop in Milwaukee. Uh, we will have a table down in Chicago. Please stop and talk with me. I would love to shake your hand and give you samples of tobacco. There you go. Well worth the visit. So we'll be back with the show in just a minute. Craftsmanship, history, tradition. These are the hallmarks of all quality products. From the finest wines bottled in France to the most highly engineered automobiles manufactured in Germany, Denmark has been the one country in the world where craftsmanship, history and tradition have for centuries created the finest pipe tobaccos in the world. Since 1887, the Halberg family have led the pipe tobacco industry through their ownership of Mac Baron Tobacco Company and they continue to create the most sought-after blends in the world today, just as they did over 100 years ago. In keeping with their long history of providing the world with the best tobacco on earth, Mac Barron is proud to announce their newest creation, Modern Virginia, as a loose-cut version and a flake version. Bright and dark, rich Virginia tobaccos have been combined with just a hint of burley for strength in this soft and smooth smoke with delicious fruit undertones. As the world leader in flake tobacco production, Mac Barron is sure that this blend will appeal to the true connoisseurs of traditional Virginia flake tobacco, as well as those who like their tobaccos on the sweeter side. Enjoy the culmination of centuries of experience by picking up a tin of Modern Virginia from Mac Barron Tobacco Company. Available at fine tobacconists everywhere. This is Internet Radio. We are back in live here in the studio. I was sitting there smoking my pipe and listening to that. And, you know, it just reminds me that uh, once again, you know, that... Egos get in the way of a lot of things, and if uh, you know, it seems like as people form groups and stuff, if one person doesn't feel like they're getting listened to enough, oh, they just got a poo-poo on everybody else, and it uh, causes problems. Uh, hey, we all as pipe smokers don't poo-poo on each other, you know? Seriously. I joke about it, but I really don't care what you smoke, how you smoke, what... 
channel you're on. I do care if you don't listen to this show. Uh, but just enjoy everything and everybody and let them have their own way of communicating. Alright, a uh, quick piece of music, and this is from a musician named Swampfoot. And uh, Swampfoot is not a pipe smoker, but he is the son-in-law of Greg Wolford, a regular listener of the show. And he sent me this clip. Uh, it's kind of cool. It's on a... Uh, he's just sitting there playing a guitar. It's a turkey chicken cigar box guitar and a Mojo Boneworks slide. And it's just him and a guitar. So uh, check this out. Pretty cool stuff, if you ask me. Uh, he was playing Mississippi Fred McDowell's You Gotta Move. And uh, Greg says he's not a pipe smoker yet. Okay, um, no mailbag for uh, this week. We'll have that uh, coming up all next week in a show that's 100% pre-recorded because I'll be flying home next Tuesday. So everybody uh, sit back, relax, uh, rant time in just a minute. The Carolinas and the tobacco tradition have been woven together generation after generation. From the Blue Ridge Mountains to the coastal low country, it's an integral part of our culture and heritage, building our beautiful tapestry. Cornell and Deal is proud to blend our pipe tobaccos in the Carolinas. Our history with tobacco dates back to the mid-1800s, and in that time we've perfected a variety of blends. The Carolinas have given us the perfect backdrop to do just that. Whether you're a fan of the rich Virginias, bold Latakias, spicy Periques, or unique aromatics, we've got a tobacco that's just right for your discerning taste buds. At Cornell and Deal, we live all things pipe tobacco, blending it, smoking it, and enjoying the company of those who share our excitement. Tobacco 
It's what we do. Stop by CornellMDeal.com. Once again on Facebook, I'm getting a rash of uh, friend requests from uh, young girls wearing nothing but their underwear. Yeah, it appears that the nothing but their underwear is the new thing that they are trying to uh, friend request me with. Well, I'm pretty sure that they don't want to be a friend with me. I'm 48 years old, and they look like they're 19 or 20, and they're wearing their underwear. So my rule from now on is uh, any girl posting a, a friend request to me on Facebook wearing her underwear, or any guy for that matter, anybody wearing their underwear, I'm automatically going to decline it. Because what happens is you friend request these people, and the next thing you know, you're getting ads for Ray-Ban sunglasses for $29, or NFL sports team jerseys for $39, and all this stuff. And then you have to go in there and block them and log them. So my rule of thumb now is any girl sending me, or lady sending me a friend request that's wearing her underwear in the picture, you're done over with i'm deleting you blocking you and uh, not paying any attention to you at all whatsoever i don't care how cute you look in your little frilly underwear all right hey don't forget follow me on facebook uh, follow the pipes magazine radio show on facebook comments or questions leave them on uh, pipesmagazine.com on the radio show page or you can email me directly brian at pipesmagazine.com in fact we are still looking for uh, donations for product for the jdrf auctions uh, again i really hope you enjoyed having tom on thought it was a fun interesting perspective and if i upset somebody with my comments oh well sorry uh, they're all in jest, and if you can't take a sometimes irreverent joke, then in my opinion, which I'm the leading expert of, you probably shouldn't be listening to this show, which you are already, so that means that you can. So, with all that being said, thank you to Tom for joining me. Thank you all for tuning in, and until next time. Who cares about the clouds when we're together? Just Sing a song and think about sunny weather. This call may be recorded or monitored for quality assurance. Oops, wrong announcement. Sorry. <laughs>